0: I always keep my ears open for inspirational stories. Stories can make ideas stick. I was scrolling through my Twitter feed other day and I came across this lovely story. It goes like this. The protagonist came across a significant security issue in a system. Most stories would end at this point, but this story continues. The protagonist could have abused the system. The protagonist could have taken the business down. The protagonist could have resold the goods and made handsome money. However, that's not how our story went. Instead, the protagonist talked to the system owners and they met. The protagonist helped them fix the security issue and helped save the business itself. After that, the protagonist walked from the scene. The protagonist was empty-handed, but he contributed his share to make the world a better place. So, thanks a lot for joining our session today. Uh, I came across your recent uh, Bug Bounty story. That's why we have this session. Unlike uh, many other stories, uh, this one had a test. Instead of just informing the owner about the security issue, you work with them to mitigate the vulnerability and later uh, remediating it. But we want to hear from you. Like, what's the story and how it panned out?
1: Okay, thanks, Abhi. Thanks, uh, thanks for having me. It's it's good to be here. Um, yeah, the background story of that is. Um, well, during the pandemic, I think we are registering on pretty much all any online courses on, uh, on the web. Um, I'm uh, no great. <laughs> it's a, It's pretty much the same. Uh, same story with me. I'm. I, I was actually registering to for a, for a for a course that popped up on my screen. Um, I, I mean that's something that I wanted to um, learn and and practice, and it's more of like a sport and it's not nothing to do with infosec anyways and the bunch of people um young guys mm-hmm. and they, they set up this company probably like a two days back and it was over the weekend and i did registration i had some troubles in registering to that portal and accessing the course um and i noticed i mean as usual right and we just see what's going on uh intercept the request and see if i'm if my request is getting okay if the browser is in, interpreting it in a different way than the actual raw request and i noticed uh, there is a possible issues that i could uh, i mean the the payment gateway was kind of bypassing it was not well configured uh, in a way and i'm able to block my my um, training slot just for free um so um and I know that the the website launched uh, very recently because they announced it on their their social media that, hey, we are launching this. And if you want to join Early Bird, you can just go and register it. And luckily, I had um, access to their, um, let's say, Instagram or their their contacts, their social media contacts. And I just uh, DM them like, hey, um, I was trying to register and there seems to be a problem. I was able to, my payment wasn't done, but I was able to block my my slot Um, I think you should look into it and um, I got a response in like in 30 minutes because they were like pretty new and starting and they were also excited about the new business Um, and they got they responded me saying that like how did you do it Um, like this is going to be a problem like can you walk me through about it? so I registered another slot uh, Tell like gave them instruction that if you if you go here step by step and you should be able to block your slot as, as a, as a student. Um, and, uh, they said, like, how, how can we stop it? I, and I gave them like some instruction, like is, this is, I need to look into like the, the more details about it, like how the, what's the actual issues and what platforms are they using? And like, have you coded yourself or you, you got some code from online or you use any SaaS platforms? Um, and, uh, I, gave them instruction that you get invoices and you get the booking slots. I think you better you manually verify it. Um, it's not like automatically, like from remote over the call, I won't be able to fix this issue um, or I won't be able to know the actual root cause of what's happening. Um, I know what's happening on the on the runtime, but I don't know which code is actually causing the problem. Um, and the other end, uh, they were not really a technical folks and they were pretty much using a, like a SaaS platforms to, uh, use the I mean use the SaaS platform for registration purposes or booking purposes um, and um, they asked me like hey uh, would you like to meet up maybe on a Sunday um, uh, for a coffee and then we can discuss and you can show me how you did it and help us to you know go and find problem uh, a proper solution for it so i was happy i was like meeting people uh, is actually a happy time uh, during the lockdown <laughs> i went ahead meet them um and uh, i looked into the platforms i looked into the back end and i noticed that this was like a bug they actually they they configured it wrong and there was like they were able to like um uh, uh, book the the registration uh, book the slots without checking for the for the actual payment and uh, was super simple thing like anybody could do it um, wouldn't require like a very super um, hacking skills to do that but it just came to my my mind and like just shared with them i helped them to like configure it properly so they fixed it they i was pretty much the first student to register and there were like two more students were having the same problem in registration and they were they said they were uh, registering it through the back end because they had they were they were kind, kind of figuring out the the full booking system um and they were happy and they said like what else we can do and then i said like hey this is what i do for a living and and just for my passion also just as a fun hobby also i this is what i do and uh give some gave some tips on um on uh, like basic web application setup and the web application security setup and uh yeah it was like probably making a couple of friends there <laughs>
0: Uh, so tell, tell tell us your story how did you get into technology space and how did you get into hacking
1: yeah i mean again my my story starts um, pretty much same like any other late 90s kids um what how they get into infosec uh, wasn't in total accident never thought infosec can be a career option um the the initially i didn't want to get into technologies or regular um, um it job uh, my idea was to get into um uh, Indian defense. Um, my father was an army man, um, so I was kind of following to the like his uh, steps. Um, well, he wasn't happy about it. He wasn't um, allowing me, or rather, like he wasn't very sure whether I I can pull off that. Um, and like any other fathers, like he was very protective, protective about his son. Um, don't want to go into the same hardship uh, what he was doing in the Indian army. Well, I was very excited about it. I was preparing for Indian, um, uh, national defense academy called NDA. Um, and, uh, uh, when, when I later realized that, okay, he was very sure that he really don't want, uh, he wanted me to give up at some point, but I was not doing that. And, um, the second choice that I had was, um, uh, uh, was computers. I liked, um, uh, computers because, um, um, the, the first introduction to my computer uh as a kid, um when my schools decided to have a guest lecture on computers, um, teaching the students of um like sixth or seventh standards on uh MS DOS. Um and no kids wanted to actually learn those uh command line programming and they wanted to um get good feedback. The the guest lecture wanted to get get good, good feedback. So he decided to give us like games, uh, those days it was like a Prince of Asia two and road rash and those games. So I thought computers are like a giant box of giant expensive box to play games. Um, and I wasn't very interested about like that as well. I mean, I was just playing games for one hour and then go back to no, normal routine as a kid, but when, um, uh, as the curriculum progressed, then when I was in, um, uh, 11th and 12th i was introduced to like programming and i actually got to know about uh this is something interesting because i can actually like design some logic and then i can code it and the computers can do it as accurate as possible um and that excites me i started pursuing um computers uh like programming a lot um and i wanted to become like a software developer in the beginning um well the um infosec or rather hacking was um, it just came to my web, uh, searches some middle of the night and I get excited about like how, what you can do, um, um, things like you, those days, the typical windows, registry editors, um, uh, simple hacks, like you can tweak things, um, or you can, uh, change some files and like write, rewrite, uh, some, copyright, uh, protected CDs into like an, another CDs. Those are things that I actually kind of started with um, and I got to know about that there is an actual industry possible. You can make a living out of it. And that excites me because this is something that I do it for fun. And if I somebody can pay me for this and that's the best thing I can do for the whole rest of my life. That's how I get into Infosec. So it was very um, unconventional for maybe today's kids, but very conventional for, you know, those old bodies like me.
0: So you started from there, and now you have uh, interesting projects uh, in InfoSec space. I, I know about a few of them. Uh, there is an IDE called Halcyon IDE for uh, NMAP and MSC scripts, yeah. I think. Uh, yeah. Then there is a podcast, podcast series for uh, named InfoSec bus where you are uh, talking to information security professionals. Right. So. Uh, both are great projects, and I know you are working on some other projects as well, like there is a daily, uh, InfoSec daily that you're publishing, so could you please talk about them, like, uh, why did you start them, H- how you started them, and how- how's it going so far?
1: Um, the Halcyon ID project was the first um, uh, full-on research that I've done, um, and the origin of that, um, when I first Mm -hmm. got into Infosec, I wasn't very sure about like what web application security was or what network security was. Um, Well, to be um, honest, when my first uh, uh, full-on computer security job, um, I was interviewed by the boss and I was not at all good. And like I was a rejected candidate, but he gave me a uh, chance for like, it will see for a one month um, and see if he can actually improvise it. I was not sure about like what Nmap was. I mean... I know the basic nmap uh, commands, uh, but I didn't know what these commands meant. Um, and uh, I started, and the, the advice that he gave me was, um, go back to a system, um, run those commands, open Wireshark in the background and actually look into the Wireshark. And you can actually, you need to tell the stories of the scan by looking at the packets. And that's how you learn network security. And that was the best advice I could get in the beginning you see things in the core raw format and that's the best way to learn and that helped me a lot i started learning in map and um i used to write uh, scripts basic scripts and um there was i mean i dedicate the credit for uh, halcyon id to a guy called uh, wasim halani um, he was one of my colleague um and this happened when i used to give trainings and um probably from like nine to five or six, I, I will be giving t- trainings. Trainings are exhausting um, thing to do because you're physically exhausted. You're mentally also exhausted because you're talking for like pretty much like six, seven hours. Um, and by the end of the, uh, uh, the training, I used to sit back at my desk and I used to just search. I used to search um, or, and read about like articles and read about maybe uh, publications on maybe ExploitDB or, you know, things like that. And this guy, uh, Rasim, used to come come behind my, my chair and then look into my screen and he's like, but this research is already done. What what you are doing extra? And that's the question that he threw throw at me. And that pisses me off in the beginning because like, dude, I mean, I'm, I'm like tired after eight hours of heavy training. And now you're asking like what you did for the whole day. Uh, and, but I, it's kind of like a, sweet anger. He's a very, very, very sweet person. If anybody's listening to it, don't go mad at Vasim, but he's the sweetest person in the industry that I've ever known. Um, but then I decided that I go back and I write something that probably never written ever before. Um, and because I used to do like map scans and I used to learn about map scans and he's like, but this is known. This is, everybody does that. Uh, and then I used to write about NSEs, but that didn't didn't imp- imp, uh, impress him. And uh, I decided to like write a, a full-blown uh, development ID um, just for writing NSE because at that time there were no um, ID for writing NSEs. I don't know if any 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 UIs are available right now. Well, you can write NSEs in any other uh, Notepad++, or Sublimes, or any other. editors but not nothing dedicated for writing nses um i wrote the nses actually to show to wasim um, and he was impressed and he said like oh this is new nobody have written that before and you could like do it well i mean you can actually um, explore that area and then you know create like a better ids because the first first code base was nasty code i mean my code was like nowhere near to any any college students' codes uh, either. It was like a very very nasty code, uh, but then I thought I I mean I got like some good feedback of that ID. I started uh, rewriting the code, um, and uh, yeah, the released it. That's how the stories of Halcyon ID originated. So the Halcyon ID uh, I'm probably like announcing it publicly on on your podcast for the first time. Um, I'm rewriting Halcyon uh, ID uh, to a full new. Um, uh, experience a development experience because i felt uh, over the years halcyon id's experience has kind of stag- like stagnant f- over the time um, you could do you couldn't do much with these id's um i had some use cases after uh, hearing some feedback from from the communities and i'm um, re- rewriting or rather reengineering the whole uh, id's and it's 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 happening in 2022 so next year that's going to be released uh, and this is the first announcement i'm doing it in your podcast <laughs> Cool, cool, cool. Congratulations, looking forward to that. Yeah. Then the um, InfoSec Campus uh, podcast, the idea was to speak to um, other tool authors because I was actually doing um, interviews with the tool authors, uh, know about their processes because I had a lot of hesitations and a lot of insecurities when I put out code online. Um, And it's also a, a sort of, breaking out of my own uh bubble like i wasn't not not that kind of like going ahead and then talking to people much uh unless like okay if, if infosec is the same subject then i can talk probably the whole day um so i thought i'll uh speak to like some of the tool authors and know about their experience and i i felt that that if if we put out these informations out there i think probably a lot of a lot more people will solve their own uh, insecurities and they can relate similar things, similar feelings like mine. Uh, And that's how Infosec Campus uh, podcast is going on. Um, I'm doing podcast every uh, month. I think it's like once a month uh, releases happen. And it's also a good uh, routine for me because every month I'm learning about new tools and there are plenty of them. Infosec security tools are like so many of them. So uh, it's a, it's a good learning process for me. So it's, uh, you could consider that podcast is a more of a selfish, uh, <laughs> project for me. I'm learning myself. Uh,
0: but we are also learning, uh, on the pro- pro- process as well. Uh, I, I met, uh, like I came to know about many of the information security leaders and, uh, from your podcast. Uh, so oh, that's so good. It's really helpful. And, yeah. and uh what i have seen about your podcast is that it is just not as a uh, podcast and you just letting it go if you go to the infosec campus website you can see hey what this person did and uh yeah. and know about yeah. them so th- th- there is lots of groundwork before the podcast and after the podcast for you i think yeah. uh, that yeah. is that is uh that is a rare phenomenon in the, in the general podcast industry you people you interview people and just let go but that that's not how it is in
1: your in your project. Oh thanks, yeah, thanks me about
0: projects. Yeah. yeah, other other projects. Yeah. Uh you want to know about the the mass hope? Um the other than project... I mean for... Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, the uh, that's uh, pretty much like a um um like a automated services basically like publishing on because I'm I'm well I'm my main work um uh, revolves around application securities heavily. Uh but I'm um, largely interested in like reverse engineering malware analysis and those areas like things that uh, um, that I used to do. I, I had fun doing all those malware analysis. Uh, so after getting too much into applications and I still have, um, you know, uh, uh, each of doing reverse engineering on binaries and um, understanding new malware packages and and analyzing them for myself so that's basically like a um, recall for myself like hey um, there is new new malwares or new campaigning mm-hmm. out there um so i spend time in you know reversing those projects and and reversing those binaries and trying to learn, learn myself um, yeah uh,
0: Sanu, we are moving on to the final question of the day uh, but before that thanks a lot for uh, your time and for sharing your story and the final question is what's your message to the audience
1: yeah i mean um not just infosec uh, any profession um, you are pursuing um i think just do it with love um i get um, questions from people um they come to me after maybe 5 years or 10 years of experience and they come they they say that hey i i didn't quite like my job and i wanted to switch to a different career um and I did, that kind of surprised me because it took five years or 10 years to realize the job that they're doing wasn't something that, that they, they like or they, they didn't had fun doing it. Um, so know it from the beginning. I think that's the, the earlier realization actually helps you a lot. Because if you do something something with love, I think it, it lasts for forever. As I said in the beginning, you know, I, I still had the same butterflies uh, as in the first day of my career I think that uh, that keeps me alive and that doesn't makes me tired um, because it doesn't feel like a job after all it's just it's just fun doing it you're just continuing your hobby and someone is kind enough to pay you I think that's that's amazing (laughs) you can't be more blessed than this for InfoSec in specific um, um, the field can be a bit distracting um, because there are so many things happening in InfoSec um, pretty much in every day. You get distracted to new topics or new domains very easily. Um, in the beginning, it feels like very overwhelming for, for a newcomer to come up and there are so many things to learn, but if they enjoy learning them, I think they can just go ahead and then learn all of it. And that is great. If you decided that I don't want to learn all of it, I'm only focused on like, let's say reverse engineering or malware analysis or exploit research or application securities or maybe threat intel's or any specific domains, just master that. Uh, have one knife sharpen enough for you Um, and yeah if you enjoy your work I think that's the best thing you just uh, continue doing it